We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Wednesday, the seventh day of September, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? Back to the same old, same old, just you and I. Yeah, uh, healthy and alive. A bit tired, but that's uh, kind of my own fault. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, good. I have told you time and again, if you wouldn't be out partying all night, like you're a, a 19, 20 year old again, then you wouldn't have these problems. I, I told you, I warned you of that. Yeah, yeah. If you weren't you, at those woke college parties. close. You wouldn't have that problem. Yeah, it's somewhat close. Uh, it wasn't a college party, but uh, I did stay up like I was, well, high school. I actually had a schedule. Uh, college age, I guess. Yeah, that's true. I did stay up like that. Were you partying. coding all night? Is that what you were doing? Yeah, I was doing some uh, modeling and, and whatnot. Um, yeah. Modeling not as in clothing. I'm not a model in that sense, but modeling as in 3D editing. Yeah. You know what? People are probably wondering why we haven't talked about the Joe Biden speech. And I'll be honest with you, I don't have much to say on it. Everybody else is out there talking about it. I mean, wh why should we discuss that? It's just rhetoric to steam up one side against another. We're not trying to divide people here. We're trying to unite people. We're trying to, to expose the fact that you have people that are specifically dividers. We know who the dividers are, what they're doing, what they're saying, and why they're saying it. I don't think we need to go over it because all that's going to do is enrage people. I don't want to enrage people, myself included. I, I want to move past these things because that, that type of attitude, that type of, uh, of political rhetoric, that is from a bygone era. Their time is over. They've had their time. They've had their, their day in the sun. They've had the last hundred years. They've had a run of the place for the last hundred years. Have they done a great job or not? We've gone through two world wars in the last 100 years, about to go into a third one if these people don't cool it. Not to mention all the other little wars and the Cold War and everything else that have happened. And not to mention we've gone through a horrible bouts of collectivism. Forget far right, far left. I don't care what your politics are when it comes to that. I, I really don't care. Let's just look at collectivism, collectivism as a whole in the 20th century. If the 20th century taught us anything, it was that collectivism as a whole, no matter if it comes from the communist side or the fascist side, let's just say the Marxist ideology, because that's what it's all based in. When you go down that road, it was a failure. It is killed just by the mainstream numbers, the mainline history numbers, over 100 million people. In the last hundred years, that's a million a year. Those are not good statistics. That's not a good track record if you're a government, any government. I don't care who it is. When I heard that speech from Joe Biden, I thought, I've heard that kind of rhetoric before. I mean, I guess I haven't technically heard it per se in the modern era, other than watching archive videos and, and things of that nature. That's where I saw it. That's where I've seen it. I've read about it. I, I've never heard anything quite as 
hateful and divisive, as I heard in, in that speech that he gave the other night. Except for, oh, I don't know, 1930s Germany. That's where I heard it before. That's where I've heard that kind of rhetoric before. If you swap out any of what he said about MAGA Republicans or, or whatever, if you swap out any of that, just swap that out with Jewish and you have the same rhetoric, the exact same rhetoric. I don't see any difference. And I've studied the period. It's it's very important that we understand what happened during that time. So we, as a civilization, don't repeat that. These people would have you forget all of that. Oh, no, don't pay any attention to that. That, that old boring history stuff. Hey, that's part of our culture now. The whole point of understanding history is so you do not repeat those same mistakes. You don't go back down that path again. Do you know why these people waited until now to pull this nonsense? Because 95% of the people that were from that era that fought in the Second World War against this trash are gone now. So they had to wait until that generation was mostly gone before they started this nonsense. Because if our grandparents who fought in the Second World War were still around, if that generation were largely still around, this kind of nonsense would have ended the day before yesterday. And these people would be out of business. But no, we have wokeness now. So do I care about what Joe Biden said in that speech? No, I don't. Because I've heard it all before. And quite frankly, I'm I'm a little tired of it. That speech that he gave a couple of days ago behind the uh, the red columns behind him or whatever. That's not the first time that speech was made. That speech was made almost 90 years ago. That's what you have to go out and say. And then at the same time, you turn around and you talk about how you're some kind of uniter. I've made my stance on Donald Trump pretty clear. Quite frankly, I'm not the only one this election cycle that are not looking to um, uh, to be on on board with whatever he's selling. I, I really don't care. Um, I believe that at the very least, the very least of what has to happen here is Donald Trump has to come out and he has to make an apology to the world, not just to the United States, but to the world, because the world followed our lead. Operation Warp Speed, the vaccine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that came from him. At least he cut all the red tape for it and it paved the way for these psychopaths to do what they've done. They've killed untold thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people, probably more than that. Because what about all the other deaths that go unexplained, that are not listed in any of the EMA reports or the VAERS reports coming out of the CDC? So God only knows the real numbers. We'll never know. We'll probably never know. On top of that, you had the god-awful dehumanizing lockdowns that have absolutely destroyed generations of mental stability in people. The consequences and the fallout of that, we're not going to understand for generations to come. And to some degree, we won't even realize it uh, because those people won't be around uh, for us to see the, the no. difference. No, So there's a lot that has to be done here. On top of that, the January 6th thing, you can tie that into it too because the, they like to make everything about January 6th. January 6th, those people are in jail because of what Donald Trump asked them to do. And nearest I can tell, other than he's made one statement about, well, I mean, he didn't tell him to go into the Capitol, but uh, he told him to show up there. But if they didn't show up at the Capitol, they wouldn't have gone into it, would they? There's also an argument to be made if the federal government wouldn't have instigated them and and that's true. Entrapped the FBI them into going yeah, into it. Yeah. 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 yeah, the F yeah. So yeah, there's there's a lot that uh, there, there's a lot that has to be uh, to be answered for here, and I don't see Donald Trump doing that. Bruce and I were talking privately last night about that, and I don't see him doing that at all. He's not that kind of person. It would it would involve him coming out and publicly stating to the world that he was wrong, he was misled, 
and that it was, it's turned out to be a total disaster and a failure. And he will not do that. At least I don't believe that he will do that. I hope that I'm wrong, but I it don't think weakness. that I am. Yeah, it, it would show it would show weakness on his behalf. But here's the problem. If he doesn't do that, there are two things that are going to happen here. If he doesn't do that, if he does not do that, he's going to lose a goodly percentage of his base. And that would be people that think similarly to what I do. He needs people like us. People that think like us, he, he needs that. If he doesn't backtrack now and, and he doesn't do some damage control now, the media narrative, you've already seen some of the articles talking about how this is the Trump vaccine. Um, they the, You already had the left saying, I'm not taking a vaccine that's been pushed by Trump or, you know, I'm not taking the Trump vaccine, you know, Kamala Harris and Biden. It's already there. It's already I mean, they already they already laid out the foundation. They already laid out what they're going to do. They're going to pin this all on him. Uh, and they've already started to kind of uh, talk about how it's the Trump vaccine. So if he does not get out in front of this and he doesn't say, look, I was lied to, then it's going to be far worse. I think I think it's going it, to they're going to pin all of this on him and use him as a scapegoat. And they'll wait. They're going to let this fester a bit. They're going to play with this idea and just kind of get it out there and put it out in the media, just slowly drip trickle it in. And then when when he says he's going to run, that's going to be like some kind of October surprise or something like that. And it'll be like, well, this is the Trump vaccine and here's all the numbers on it. They'll give you the true numbers and it'll it'll show you how bad it really is. Yep. That would be the second thing that I was speaking of was that right there. But you explained it better than I ever could. That's very kind of you to say. But now we have the issue of cult indoctrination. Now we have this problem. We, we have the, like this, this entire agenda that was set in motion has now created another subgroup of just like it, it's beyond wokeness because you're playing Russian roulette with people's lives. Like the wokeness is one thing that's self-destructive in and of itself, but that doesn't necessarily turn into I guess, mass casualties, if you will. I don't know of any other way to put it. Of innocence. I mean, you can argue intellectual death and, and things like that. Maybe you can go that route with it because that's what that does and that's what that causes. But now we're talking about these um, indoctrinated parents that really just like they, they don't even understand what they're doing to their kids. This level of irresponsibility, you've already got a, a society that's become irresponsible over generations of just mass consumerism that's been created. So we just, well, we don't care. We're parents. And as Pavel said yesterday, well, look, uh, my my life as a parent consists of uh, working a job, drinking beer, sitting at home on the weekends, and I can't wait till my kid's 18 so I can kick them out of the house. That, like That's what a majority of it's turned into. Not saying all parents are like that. Of course not. I know there are a lot of good parents out there, uh, and they try and do the best they can for their kids. And that's a great thing. That's essential. But this other stuff, this suburban mom attitude of they're all over social media, and they think that they're informed. They watch mainstream media, and they think that they're informed. They listen to Dr. Fauci, and they think that they're informed. This is what you have now is this type of an attitude. Listen to this. Very excited. I've been actually waiting for them to open it. I mean, he's not impressed, but I definitely am. Um, I'm going to book him as soon as possible. You want a booster shot? I really do. I only have two shots. I want a third one. What do you do with this? Uh, well, unfortunately, the kid will grow up and uh, one of two things will, will happen. He? He'll either be... Will he? Well, that's that's a fair point. I mean, Let's they're putting defibrillators that. in schools now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fair point. I was going to say that he would end up resenting his parents and 
because he would, you know, find out the truth about it and and or he'd be stuck in this uh, cycle and uh, he would be a good little drone. Uh, but yeah, good point. He may not even make it that far. You know, there was there was something to that. We, we talked about last night and I'm trying to get the, the memory to trigger again. We talked about it last night off recording. What was it? It was in context with the vaccine cult. We were kind of talking about cult and it kind of fit in with this cult mentality. We, uh, were, was something we were talking about yesterday. We were talking about. Yeah, we were talking about the, uh, it kind of led into the, um, or when they started, like when the institutions started to destroy things. Is that, is that kind of what you're meaning? Like the, you know, started in the 60s. Uh, and, yeah, you know, I, think the movement. I, th I think that's what it was. Yeah. Because it, it, oh, it was the, it was the expert class. That's what it was. When right. we started, uh, when the expert class came to power, this is, this is the result. This cult is the result of that ideology uh, to where, to where you just listen to the experts. They, they know best. They know what's best for you in your life. And uh, because of that, because we're all relying on the ex experts and what they have to say, you can't make your own informed decisions anymore because, well, they, they know they know what's best. You know, clearly, I clearly I don't have the capacity to go and read uh, the, the papers myself, the research papers and understand uh, anything about this. No, you're too stupid I mean, to know it, that. <laughs> you don't understand that. I, being as neither of us have a medical degree. Neither of uh, us are oh, in oh, that. Uh, field. Hold on! Don't don't count your chickens before they hatch. To use a Midwestern uh, analogy, there. Don't don't count your chickens before you hatch. I have to say, I, and I'm just being honest here. I have to say that you and I have the exact same medical degree as Bill Gates. I, I'm just saying. Yes, that's true. That's true. Uh, so with that in mind, um, we go in and look at these research papers. We look at the white papers. We look at the data, and we're like. We go through it and it, it's it's pretty easy to understand. If you understand how to read and you know math, you know two is greater than one and so forth, as long as you know that, you can understand what these are. Because if there's any anything in there, seriously, if there's anything in there that you don't understand, like words or, uh, you know, because they use a lot of scientific terms in here that, to reference things like, you know, myocarditis. Well, that's just inflammation of the heart, uh, as an example. Um, you you just Google the word, search the word, look it up in a dictionary, see what it means. And you, it, you'll find that, wow, actually, this is not too difficult to understand. You may not understand the concept as to, you know, uh, how the, the gene splicing and all the, the details on how it works, but you understand the basic concepts. And then when you start understanding the basic concepts and the risks associated with those concepts, you can make your own informed decision. Uh, people aren't even <laughs> they're not even taking the time to do that. The, the, the experts saying, "Hey, go in and get your you know fifth booster." Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll do, I'll do I'll do that right away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Clearly, you're not looking at this in a scientific manner or or even a theological manner for that matter. You're the you're the house theologian. You of all people should be looking at this in the manners of what the Creator would have done in this situation. It's clear why God gave us two arms, isn't it? It should be pretty obvious to everybody by now. It's clear why God gave us two arms. Listen to this. This is the COVID advisor from the Biden administration on the conference call today with Dr. Anthony Fauci and CDC director Rochelle Walensky. I really believe this is why God gave us two arms, one for the flu shot and the other one for the COVID shot. Yeah, see, that's why we have two arms, one for the flu shot and one for the COVID shot. Yeah. Um, so the Bible talks about um, uh, the left and right hands being one for... Uh, more discipline and one more for blessing when it comes to God the Father. Um, interesting note, we are 
made in his image. Um, and, and conversely, um, we're the only being, uh, according to the Bible, that was molded and shaped. Uh, the, 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 the wordage is um, uh, almost like um, uh, a potter uh, working clay. It's kind of the, the same wordage there, the, the, the word picture. We're the only ones. And then he breathed life into us. All the other ones he spoke into existence. We're the only ones that he put effort into, not really effort, that's the wrong word, but extra work and in fine uh, creating a a carbon copy if you will you know the the extra detail so uh, i i just i i hate it when these 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 people uh, specifically the the left atheist type i i don't actually you, no it doesn't have to be left just any of you that that don't believe in god you start pulling out the god card uh uh uh-uh, no take a hike i'm not no you you don't even believe in god first of all so why why, why do you think in this expert minded uh, world, do you think you're an expert on God when you don't even believe in him? Why don't you leave it to the experts? Well, Bruce, they are the experts, according to the, I mean, they have to ask themselves because they need expert advice, don't they? They have to ask themselves. That's, you know, who do they turn to if they fair, need expert fair. advice? They have to turn to themselves. That, that's um, true. No, you're, you're absolutely right. These people don't even uh, believe in the divine creator. So why would they even reference it? Like even the people that you're preaching to in your, your dismal audience there, they don't even believe in it. Mostly, largely. Six feet of blood clots were removed from a high school football player's legs the day before the season started. His calves were swelled up four inches larger in circumference than they originally were. He was very uncomfortable, so they took him to the hospital. This is a football. It's a high school football player. I wonder what could have caused that. High school football player out of Ohio. He's had his athletic career cut short. Yeah, they say he might never play again. They found and removed a pro, doctors found and removed approximately six feet of blood clots in his legs. The cause of the blood clots are not yet known. <laughs> they just they just don't know. But the team now requires a regimen of blood thinners to ensure that the issue doesn't crop up again. He's a junior at a high school located in uh, Wausauan, and he was looking forward to the start of the football season at school. However, playing the sport is no longer in the cards after an anomaly was discovered just the other day. His mother... Congratulations, kid. Yeah. Congratulations, kid. You have to be on blood thinners for the rest of your life now. Congrats. And he'll probably never play again, if I had to If I had to speculate. I, I would imagine um, that is um, very crushing for a junior. If you, you, you have your entire life ahead of you, who knows? This kid could have been really good. He could have been. I mean, he could have been an, a really good player in the in, in the end. We don't know. Ohio takes their football pretty serious. So Yeah, they do. I know. They do. The kid's mother explained that the bizarre medical issues that seemingly came out of nowhere on the 1st of August, that just came out of nowhere. Don't know what happened. Don't have any idea. She was talking to a local news crew where she was getting her five minutes of fame. His dad took him to the emergency room after he was having severe pain in his back and his legs. One of his teammates remarked on when the issues first began uh, in the teen saying, I was a bit confused because I really didn't know what was happening. He just told me he wasn't feeling well. Now, with all of the news reports and all of the sportsmen and uh, like all over the world that we're seeing, that, like I, I've never seen in my entire life... I have never seen so many news outlets, if you even want to call that, call them that. I mean, whatever these these uh, agencies are these days, the, these these mouthpieces. I have never seen more reports on a sports page about blood clots. Hell, not even not even in the sports page. I, I've never seen more reports of people dying of blood clots 
than in the last two years. If you go back and you look at those white papers, the research papers, the actual research papers, peer-reviewed research papers from 2012 from the University of Texas at Galveston, if you go back and you look at that research paper out of that university where they specifically tested and trialed mRNA vaccines, what was one of the leading causes of death in the test subjects? Well, it was blood clots. Followed by myocarditis and stroke. Yeah. And what are we seeing increases of all across the board? What, what are we seeing increases of? All of those things. Every single one of those things. Hell, we, we have, uh, uh, who is it Pennsylvania? Somewhere over on the East Coast, there is a representative that's running that literally had a stroke on the campaign trail. And it's look, it look, they look like they're, they're going to be the one Wait that wins. Was uh, that Dr. Oz? Is that is that Dr. Oz? No, no, no. It's um because I that heard Pennsylvania is Dr. Oz. Yeah, Pennsylvania? He's, yeah, he's Pennsylvania, and he he was saying mm. that he's had hey. some kind of medical issue and he can't speak correctly, which strokes actually cause that. And he says he's not going to be able to debate. Well, hold on a minute. You can't debate, and we're going to send you to the U.S. Senate. You, <laughs> what? I hadn't heard that about uh, Dr. Oz. No, this is a different. Um, this is a different candidate. Uh, okay. I, I think he's running for a lower office, if you will. But yeah, it's basically been argued that he shouldn't even be running. He should step down because exactly that. You're not going to be able to, to uh, argue. The job requires you to be able to speak. And when you listen to him, he speaks, um, well, about as well as uh, Joe Biden. About as well as that. And as you know, Dr. Anthony Fauci is on his way out the door. It's unfortunate. It's sad to see him go, isn't it? It's sad to see him go. He's only got a few months left in uh, in that position at the National Institute of Health. He's put in a lot of years in that position. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think he's the only person that's been in the same position for 40 years. Four zero. 40 years in the same position. How on earth does that even happen? The guy makes... Like, he's the, he's the largest paid government employee in the United States of America. He makes more money per salary than the president of the United States. And the president of the United States is usually one of the top paid uh, politicians around the world. This guy makes more than that. And that's not including the kickbacks he's gotten from uh, from uh, all these pharma companies. It's not including that. And it's not including what he's going to be making in retirement. He's going to go on a speaking tour. He's going probably going to get a book deal and, you know, all the usual things. He'll be around. He's he's doing his speaking tour. He's still going to get paid $350,000 a year in retirement. What the hell kind of retirement package is that? Three hundred and fifty grand a year in retirement. And again, that's not including the pharma kickbacks he's going to get from various investments in those companies. Yeah, he shouldn't get. The only position that should still be getting some kind of pension, if you will, I think is president. Just because it's such a high profile position and you have to pay for like... Um, private security and those kind of things, I, I I think they should get paid or continue to have a pension just because of that alone. I, I can agree with that. I, I can agree with that. And usually, usually after a president has done his time in office, he usually disappears and you never see him again. He'll occasionally make a speech somewhere about something, but he'll write a book and and that's really about it. You you don't see him again. You might hear him at like charity events or something like right. that. You know, something that's right. trying yeah. to help or something. You'll see him at a baseball scenes, game or a football game or something like that. You know, that's, that's usually what it would be. Dr. Fauci is back out. He's had this to say. It is becoming increasingly clear that looking forward with the COVID-19 pandemic, in the absence of a dramatically different variant, we likely are moving towards a path with a vaccination cadence similar to that of the annual influenza vaccine, 
with annual updated COVID-19 shots matched to the currently circulating strains for most of the population. So we're going to get a new one every year now, every year, just like the flu. Were we conspiracy theorists when we told you that two years ago? I said they're going to give you one every year now. Do you think the COVID pass has gone away? No, it hasn't, because this is well, all going to be tied into that. Yeah, exactly. How are you going to prove that you haven't been uh, vaccinated fully? You know, if this is going to be a requirement going forward, how are we going to empower businesses to check for your vaccination status uh, before they hire you? Because that's their business. It is. And, you know, you would really hate to see those restrictions come back because of uh, negligence on the part of the person that just doesn't doesn't want to protect everybody else. You'd hate to see those restrictions come back, wouldn't you? I mean, I, I'd certainly hate to see them come back. Yeah, because you, you're not allowed to make your own risk assessment. No, no. Well, you got to trust the experts. That's what you have to do. And when I think of trusting an expert, I think of Justin Trudeau of Canada, don't you? That's an expert right there. And he trusts the people that are around him. This was his warning to Canadian citizens as if this guy, like, I, why is this guy still walking around as as prime minister? I, I understand that, like, this guy's probably not even, just like the rest of these these people, I understand this guy's probably not even supposed to be there because of election fraud that was discovered. And yet he's still walking around and he's saying this, he's, he's back out threatening his citizens that if they don't do what they're told and go out and get their, like, their ninth or their fifth or ninth or whatever, whatever number they're on up there, if you don't have a an 80 to 90% compliance rate with vaccinations and boosters, then you're going to see the return of all these restrictions. The things to remember is COVID's not done with us yet. We might want to be done with it, but it's still around. And yes, we have a lot more tools, a lot more understanding, a lot more knowledge on how to keep ourselves and our loved ones safe that have allowed us to get back to regular life in a lot of ways for a whole bunch of people. But we also know that as winter comes and as people get pushed back indoors, there is a real risk of another serious wave of COVID. One of the best things we can do to prevent that wave, prevent the pressure on our healthcare system, prevent provinces from having to take decisions around restrictions and mandates, is to ensure that everyone is up to date in their vaccinations. The recommendation is, you know, you should uh, be up to date in your vaccinations if you have a, have had a dose within six months. Everyone who has been a while since their vaccination, this vaccination, should look at the fact that we have new vaccines coming out this month that are tailored against Omicron that will provide better protection and everyone should get out and get vaccinated. If we are able to hit that 80, 85, 90% of Canadians up to date in their vaccinations, we'll have a much better winter with much less need for the kinds of restrictions and rules that were so problematic for everyone over the past years. But every step of the way, government's responsibility is to keep people safe, to prevent our healthcare systems from getting overwhelmed. And that's where individuals choosing to make sure they're up to date in their vaccinations with these new vaccines is going to help us all. Individuals choosing to make these decisions. Do you hear how he turns that back around on itself? Oh, we're not we're not making you do it. We're giving you the choice. But if you don't do it, then these restrictions are going to come back. Mr. Government's bad. I'm going to I'm going to pass this one off to you. But I, I just realized something with this guy. Uh, but I'll get into it after after you uh, you comment on that. So uh, did he give a timeline? Did he say when is it for this this coming season? This coming this current season. season. Yeah, this, this current season. OK, 
So as we're trending back down into the cold and flu, which starts, it's like uh, it's like November, December, carrying us through into. Well, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's um, it's January, February, carrying us into to March and April, and we, we're trending out at that point. Okay, so basically, basically, what he said is we're going to lock down again because according to Canada's own statistics, only 49 percent of their population has had their primary series completed. That means the two jabs. And an additional jab. This is dose five that he's talking about. Only 49% of their population has had three jabs. So there's not enough time between now and the um, the uh, flu or, you know, the, the, the typical flu season, if you will. There's not enough time between now and then for them to get their five doses to make it to uh, the 80-some... The Ninety percent margin that he wants. See, only eighty-five percent of the population has one dose. Eighty-two percent has two doses. Uh, I would also like to point out that of of those, only point zero three percent have uh, the primary series completed of the zero to four years old. That they've literally had six hundred and forty-seven kids uh, vaccinated for that. For the prior, that's the two doses. They've had forty-seven thousand that they've dosed zero to four years old. That's that's two and a half percent of their population uh, with just one jab, which is one too many for those kids. Uh, but anyway, all that to say, then when you go to the next step, which is the four doses, according to their own statistics from their own government, uh, it is 12 percent of the population. So you're going to get the remaining 70 percent of your population uh, to get up to the two boosters and then also get uh, the third one or in this case, fifth jab but third booster yeah it's not happening it's not happening so basically what he's saying is we're going in lockdown again have you ever noticed that these people and when i say these people i'm talking about the, these governments and and united nations and governmental bodies have you noticed that they always play the same game like they've been playing the same game since within our lifetime they've been playing the same game Nothing's changed. The script is always the same. They present you with a problem that you can't see. They scare the hell out of you with it. And then they claim that they are the only saviors for it. And you think, well, yeah, that sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, that would be obvious to somebody in the last few years. Sure. Let's go back 20 years, shall we? Let's go back to 9-11. Right. We're coming up on the anniversary of that. War on terror, right? Terrorism, something you cannot see. But yet they scare the hell out of you with it and claim that they are the only ones that have the resources and the tools to be able to identify the threat and to protect you from it. Well, I see they got a couple of generations with that. Fast forward to today. Starting a few years before COVID, what did they have? The green energy revolution is coming. Renewable energy. We've got a, we've got a resource problem. We're going to have to switch to all of these new green uh, whatever, this technological. Uh, we're going to have to have a green technological revolution to, to have wind and solar and batteries. Because we don't have enough resources. Again, something you can't see. You can't see how much resources there actually are, can you? No, you can't. Trust us. Let us handle it. We're the experts. We know what we're doing. You don't. Funny thing about that. There's a professor from, where was he from? Where did I say he was from? Oh, was it Harvard? Was it that one that we were talking Harvard, about Harvard, yes. Yes, Harvard. Yeah, there's a professor from Harvard University. Now, I know, I know Harvard, you know, bad stain and all that stuff, but... This particular piece of research that this professor has put together, it's it's amazing that this type of thing is not getting front news coverage. Of course, this is kind of what we suspected all along. To simply satisfy the governments 
in Western civilization that are for this this green revolution, as in like the, the electric cars, electric vehicles, whatever, the wind farms, the wind turbines, the solar farms, everything, just to satisfy what the government has lined up in contracts, not what they've actually done, not what they're already set up to produce. These are just contracts that they've set aside. So the earmarks, that's what earmarks are, where you just kind of you say, OK, we've got X amount of money that's been set aside for this project. That's an earmark. So the amount of contracts that the governments around the world have already earmarked for this green revolution stuff, the, the Aussies, the New Zealanders, all the West countries, we do not have enough in these resources for these green technologies to actually produce and satisfy these contracts that they've already set aside. We don't have enough in resources. We would need 14 times, this is at a minimum, we would need 14 times more nickel than what we've ever discovered. We would need 14 times more aluminum or aluminium, depending on where you come from. We would need 13 times more phosphorus, 13 times more iron, 10 times more copper, 10 times more graphite, nine times more lithium. And we just found the largest lithium deposit in the world in Afghanistan. We need nine times that to satisfy what these demands are. We need three times the amount of cobalt than what we know is even in existence. We need three times more magnesium than what we've got. And all of this is to satisfy these ridiculous contracts. If that is any indication right there, all of that should slam the chains down on this, this ridiculous, nonsensical green revolution. All of that should be ended yesterday, just based on that report, if that's indeed true. Not to mention the fact that these people have been lying to you for the last three decades about global warming and how they, they fooled everybody with the, uh, the sensors and where they put them. So again, they create the problem. You react to it. Oh, they just happen to have the solution. It's a Hegelian dialectic, problem, reaction, solution. They present you with a problem that you can't see. Global warming, climate change. You can't see that, can you? At least not in the way they describe it. So you got terrorism. They've tormented us for 20 years on terrorism. They've tormented us for 30 years on global warming. And now they're hitting us with biological. Be afraid. Be scared. Oh my God, this, this, uh, this horrible virus is going to kill everybody. Then they turn around and claim they are the only ones that have the tools. You heard Trudeau. They have the tools, the know-how, the knowledge, the experts, the solutions to be able to fight it. It's the same game all over again. I'm tired of playing their game. I, as a matter of fact, I don't play their games. I don't. I never have. Do you want to continue to play their games? Because I don't. I'm sick and tired of it. I don't like to play with the past. The past is the past. The past is over. That doesn't mean you forget it, but you learn from it and you move on so you don't repeat those same mistakes. We started tonight with the past, didn't we? That speech that Joe Biden gave, that speech is 90 years old. It was given in the 30s in Nazi Germany. Well, what would later become Nazi Germany? That same type of hateful, despicable rhetoric was spewed back then at a group that they targeted and they exterminated. That is history. That is what we are supposed to learn from. So we do not repeat it again. I don't care what your political affiliations are. It is not okay to stir up that kind of rhetoric against another political group. And then you fast forward to today. The same people that stirred up that kind of rhetoric 90 years ago, the same type of people, the same... Hell, that uh, you could argue it's, it's the, the children and the grandchildren of those people. Hell, some of them were actually there, like George Soros and Klaus Schwab. Albeit they were kids, but they were there. Henry Kissinger, he was there. So do we continue to go down the road of playing their sick little shadow games? I don't want to do that anymore. I'm tired of this, this con job. I, I'm tired of this uh, this rhetoric over and over and over and repackaged over and over and over again. 
the repetition of it. The reality of the situation here is coupled with what we discussed yesterday about the internet and the free flow of data and how much there is. These people can't keep up anymore. They're losing control and they're losing control fast. And the problem is, is that, and we can, we can, we're, we're going to end here. We're going to end a little bit early, but the problem here is that this has the potential to come unraveled on a level that's never been seen before in, I don't even want to say in modern history, but in human history. We're headed for a culmination of destruction here that is unlike anything that's ever been written about in history books. I do agree with Klaus Schwab on one thing. I, I do agree with him on one thing. Bruce and I were discussing this last night. I do believe that there needs to be a great reset. I do agree with him on that. I will not dispute that. I do agree that there needs to be a great reset. But the problem is is that we have vastly different opinions on what that means to each of us. I believe we need a great reset to get rid of Klaus Schwab and his type. Their time is over. I believe we need a great reset to get rid of the banking institutions, the institutions that have led us on this path to put us where we are now. This is a banker's war. Nothing more. That's all this is. And it's time for it to end. For those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast.protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. You know, someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own, we'd appreciate it very much if you'd send them our direction. Bruce, thank you for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.